Hi everyone and welcome to Jola Speaks. Jola Speaks is intended to grow and equip us in our trust work with God. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Jola Speaks. I hope you're having a good day so far. Today is indeed the day the Lord has made and we are rejoicing. We are rejoicing, continuously rejoicing and gladdened by what God has in store for us today in Jesus' name. I know this is another beginning of a week. It is the last week or towards the last week in October. I am so amazed how time has flown, like with speed, with so much speed in this year. But I'm thankful for God's promises. I'm thankful for the manifestation. I'm thankful even those that hasn't happened yet because we know that what our hope is found in. And when it's life, there is hope. And so today, um, we're going to speak about waiting patiently for God's direction. Waiting patiently for God's direction. Holy Spirit, just take control, take over. Speak, take over my mind, my voice, my words. My thinking, whatever it is, take over everything, oh Lord. Take over every part of me to be able to deliver this message as you have put it in my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray that you continue to use me as a vessel unto honor. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, amen. I pray for everybody that's going to listen to this message, that you open their hearts to hear from you. And they will individually hear from you as we listen to this message in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Man. That which you have in store for them, Lord, you reveal to them quite clearly in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Man. Father, give me strength, O oh Lord. I pray that, Lord, take away any insecurity, any fears, any anxiety that may prevent your word from coming through. Or let your, your word flow through whatever it is notwithstanding. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And so today I'm going to be reading from 1 Samuel 22, 1-5. to And I will read the NIV version. So let me quickly read and I'll give you a quick recap of what was happening here. Actually, maybe i do a quick recap now. So here... David was on the run. Saul had been trying to kill him. He had been threatened by David. He was scared of David, so he was looking to kill him because he wanted the kingship to remain in his family. And so David had, had gone. He was, was running away. And here we see, we read now that he went to hide in a cave of Adullam. So I read verses 1. David left Gath and escaped the cave of Adullam when his brothers and his father's household heard about it. They went down to him there. All those who were in distress or in debt or discontented gathered around him, and he became their commander. About 400 men were with him. From there, David went to Mizpah in Moab and said to the king of Moab, Would you let my father and mother come and stay with you until I learn what God will do for me? So he left them with the king of Moab. And they stayed with him as long as David was in the stronghold. But the prophet of God said to David, Do not stay in the, in the stronghold. Go into the land of Judah. So David left and went to the forest of Hereth. And he, again, he was still hiding because it was the forest, you know, where he was in Judah. Now, I want to reread a particular verse that's very key for this message. And it says, would you let my father and my mother come and stay with you until I learn what God would do for me? Would you, X, Y, Z, until I learn what God will do for me? 
And a quick recap, as I mentioned, right? They, he was on the run. And it's interesting to see that because anyone connected to David was, you know, also in danger because Saul was looking to kill anyone that would get him to David. And we see that, as we will probably read tomorrow, Saul killed the priest in Nob because he helped David with food and gave him sword. Because one priest, Amalek, you know, helped David with food and gave him a sword. He ordered them to be killed, which showed the extent and the level and depth of what Saul was going to go to to ensure David gets killed and doesn't make it. And so, in that sense, his family too was unsafe. And it makes sense that his brothers, you know, when they heard he was in a cave, went to stay with him there because they knew one God is with, with David. And where David is, they will probably be safe. And secondly, he now had to look for a place for his parents because, you know, putting his parents in a stronghold may be very uncomfortable for them. And so what did he do? He went to the king of Moab. And now in this place, just to digress a bit, David's grandmother was Ruth. Ruth was a Moabite. And so um, David went to speak to his grandmother's king to allow his parents, and his dad was half Moabite, to stay, you know, in Moab to protect them which is why he, he went to the king of Moab, not anywhere else, because he knew that Israel was not safe for them at that point in time, given how Saul was behaving, and he needed somewhere that was safe for his parents. But you see, in spite of all this contention going on, and you know, if you, if you want to describe the fire, or want to describe pressure, this is a pressurized situation, where he was under so much pressure to preserve not just his life, but the life of so many people. There were 400 men with him in that cave, in the stronghold. He was under pressure. When you, when you think of pressure, right? You think, oh, you have a deadline, it is No, this was not dead. This was life or death. He was on so much pressure because Saul was obviously erratic and was searching, hunting. He had, Saul had forgotten that he was king. He didn't care what happened to his people. He was not even bothered. He was focused on killing David with whatever things he could do to kill David. And so he was on the run, constantly looking for David, searching for him because there was no place in his heart. And so this is a pressurized situation. I'm just imagine, you know, David, the 400 men, they probably asking him, so David, what is next? What do we do? How do we do it? There are 400 men. I didn't think about because obviously those men too have families, right? The families too will pressurize them. They meant to be under pressure, which means that they also transfer pressure to David. That's where layers of the significant depth of pressure that will be going on in that time in David's life. Hmm. What amazed me about situation and gave me a better understanding of when God said. He's a man after my own heart. Was that in spite of the pain David had gone through, in spite of the fact that he was on exile at the moment, he had no house away from his family, and his also his um, brothers, people that they were also connected to him, also with him, running from Saul. In spite of all happening and all the things that potentially it could have led to the fears, the pains, the frustrations. David was still submitted to God. David was still submitted to God because it says here in chapter 22 verses 3 at the second part, it says, 
would you let my father and mother come and stay with you until I learn what God will do for me? He was still waiting on God when he was literally in fire. You know, let's say he heard about the fire before. Maybe the fire was just somewhere. There's a fire somewhere. It's not a big deal. It might not get to me. The fire was eminently on him because he was running from Saul that was searching for him to kill him. And he was just saying, God, what will you have me do? How do I go? And in those situations, depending on how pressurized or how one feels pressure, one is very inclined to react to the pressure. But it's saying here that despite the pressure, David was still patiently waiting for God. <laughs> wow. That is deep. That is so deep. And it will surprise us to see and say on reflection now that the best decision was what he did. Wait on God. The best decision was not to react to, to the pressure, but to wait on God. The best decision he did was to wait on God. Somebody that was in a life or death situation, and not just his own life, the life of people that were connected to him, but still, he still waited on what God would have him before he made different decisions. Wow. David was indeed a man after God's own heart. He wasn't perfect, but definitely a man after God's own heart. And when I look at this particular episode, on scripture, right? Obviously, one is not in, in that kind of pressure where it is a life or death situation, but people have gone through pressure. I have gone through pressure where you have deadlines, client deadlines, you know, things that have to be done ASAP. So many pressure situations, or what we, we term as pressure situation, we're under serious pressure. But when you look at it, and I'm saying this from my own experience, those things that were seemingly pressure cooker situations that were seemingly so key for me to have to react immediately when i look on reflection actually i didn't need to react to the pressure just sitting and hearing god's voice no matter the noise around me would have been the best decision something happened to me about a month or two ago where i was under so much pressure it was so much pressure on me and at a point at first i was you know trying to be cool not right to the pressure, focus on God and all that. And one day, it just went boom. It just switched, right? Because I guess the pressure was getting so much to the point whereby it got me to react. And I remember when I reacted, I knew there and then I had made the wrong decision. I knew it. And I just thank God for his mercies. I was able to, you know, stop and say, you know what? I will not continue to react to the pressure. Nope, I would watch, wait, and can keep calm. And as God will have it, I didn't need to react to that situation that way I did. I left it, and when I left it, even though I had reacted initially at, at once, when I left it, everything resolved itself. Everything resolved itself. So I, there was no need for me to be even stressed. I could have just been sipping tea and watching things evolve to whatever they're going to evolve to because at the end of the day the best decision was not to react to the pressure but just wait for god's wisdom and understanding in that situation and so today i want to encourage anybody 
if you're listening to this particular podcast and you may be under pressure, whatever that pressure may seemingly look like, it may seem like, oh my God, you are actually the one in the fire. You are literally the one in the storm. You are literally the one in the pressure cooker. It is mind-blowing. There's pressure from the north, the south, the east, the west. All around you is pressure. You look up pressure. Look down pressure. Look left pressure. Look right pressure. But it's everywhere around you. Today, I want to encourage you to stop. If you have already reacted to the situation, just stop. If you are quiet and watching, just keep on it. Keep at it. Just stop and wait for God's leading like David did regarding the situation. Because I trust and guarantee you that the best decision you can make in such situations is to do as God is leading us to do. Not by what you know the environment or the current situation seems to want to make us believe is, is the right thing to do. But what God is saying to us in those situations. For example, there's some pressure situation around you. Maybe work or something as an example. And you feel like you have to react, you have to do this, you have to show and show that you know your name is covered, etc. And God is just trying to tell you and saying, don't react, just leave it. The reason he's saying that is because he knows in future what he has already planned and proposed for that situation already. And the best decision you can do is not to react. In fact, sometimes reacting can even make it worse. Actually, it does make it worse in many cases. And so by following God's leading and not reacting, that's all you need. You will find out in hindsight when you look back like, oh, wow, thank God I didn't react because X, Y, Z would have happened. Or thank God, you know, God was able to help me to resolve everything without, you know, me needing to put myself in a very stressful situation. Let's patiently wait for God's direction, no matter the situation. And you will find that when God directs you and directs you urgently, you can tell that God is saying, do this urgently, it's obvious. But when God is saying, just wait, again, just wait. There are different reactions for different situations. Following God leading is the best decision that we can ever do make. So thank you for listening to me today. And before I go, anybody that may be going through any situation, that may seemingly be under so much pressure that it may be a do or die affair. Holy Spirit, give them peace. Peace and direction of how to handle those situations and strengthen them to be able to obey you as you lead them on this particular face. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to me today. God bless you. I love you. Bye.